0: Hello and good afternoon, traders. It is uh, 3.30 Chicago time on Wednesday, the 19th of May, 2021. Really excited to have you on board here uh, for our public AMA. This one is focused on making the turn in trading, uh, which is a big topic for a lot of traders. Uh, This is a topic that we actually did within Convergent as one of our mindset for this month's Mindset Study Hall. Or last month's maybe, and um, and it was uh, it was very uh, well received with many questions. So we wanted to open it up to you guys. Whoever is not a Convergent member, of course, I encourage you to follow or to join. Um, but I do want to remind you that derivative trading is not suitable for all investors. Past performance is not necessarily indicative future results. What I should have done first is asked you if uh, the sound is nice and clear. Um, We test before we start, but if you can't hear me, uh, you probably don't know what I'm saying. But if I sound faint or whatever, you may want to adjust the sound on your side. So here's what we're going to cover today. So the way this is structured is um, I'm just going to go over some stuff just to give you a baseline. And you can ask your questions at any point. And Landau is here. Landau is a part of the uh, Converger Trading Team. He's here to uh, come in and ask the question as they are presented by you. Uh, but this is what we're, tr- we're looking at today. What does making a term mean? Stages of competence review. We just wanna go over that for a minute. There's a poll attached to that that I'd like you to participate in. Uh, the poll's anonymous. Requisites to making a turn to consistency, effective, intuitive execution, the emotional state, the mythical turn that comes overnight, dealing with damage or a bad streak. We may or may not cover all of these. I'm hoping to get to them, but this is an AMA, so I wanna cover this stuff in 15 minutes. So hang tight, we're gonna go quickly here. Stages of competence, you must know the stages of competence, these exist for all kind of, all skill sets. Anything you wanna do, there are stages, the same stages of competence in human learning. Here they are. They can be found uh, on the Convergent Trading website, go to ct.pro forward slash stages, all lowercase. But the first stage of competence is unconscious incompetence. This is basically coming into something, um, thinking, uh, not knowing enough about what you don't know. A, A lot of times we come into something and we learn a few things but we have no idea how vast the knowledge base is that's required to get there. That's the unconscious incompetence state. That is, you just don't know that you're, uh, we don't know that we're incompetent or we're unaware. The second stage is conscious incompetence. This is when we find out that, oh, shoot, there's a lot more to this. Um, then meets the eye. There's a whole lot of work I need to do and this is where the real work starts. A lot of traders, I'd say the vast majority of traders who are uh, uh, consistently working at becoming consistent are in stage two, some gradient of stage two, beginning, middle, and something like that. Conscious competence is when we are skillful at this point through a lot of practice experience deliberate focus things like that but we have to do so consciously we're still using our um our uh left brain to kind of uh think through the process and the left brain it operates more of a serial um a serial s e i s e r i a l configuration in other words um you know can I can I be typing an important letter while listening to someone talk? This behavior, this the skill set here, is serial in nature. So if you're talking to someone who's in the middle of typing on their phone, um, keying in on their phone or typing on a keyboard, uh, unless they are exceptionally uh, gifted somehow, they are probably either not typing anything meaningful or they're not listening to you most likely not listening to you so that's that's the that's the logical side and then stage 4 is when that logical side becomes muscle memory or moves um to the right side of the brain and becomes what we call a subconscious skill right so uh think of um think of something as simple as learning to chop um learning to chop um you know onions or some vegetable you, when you first learn it you have a sharp knife and you're sitting there focused and you're cutting 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 and you're very focused and there's some instructions that you're following from your chef teacher or whatever but once you've done this for some time you know you throw the vegetable on there and you don't even think about it and it happens very quickly with very little attachment and very little in the way of thought or processing this is stage four of uh, of competence okay so that's what they are take a good look because i'm about to hit you with a poll so there's a poll in front of you uh you can vote on which stage of competence you're in. I'm gonna give you a minute. There are 50 seconds left. 20% of you have voted. Um, and just decide on which level of competence you're in. Again, we don't mind this data. Uh, we don't know. So if you set yourself up for stage two, that means you are not consistent, but you are kind of pushing to be that way. Stage one is we you just started and you're just not aware of all the skills that are needed. And there are many people that are in that uh, stage, given the uh, events of last year, giving more and more people the ability to explore the markets. Um, We're 10 seconds away, about 65% of you have voted. Five seconds, four, three, two, one. We're gonna close this poll. And again, stages of competence, one, two, three, four, okay? Unconscious incompetence, conscious incompetence, conscious competence, and unconscious competence. That's expert level. Here's what this group has said. 70% of you have voted, and that's what, uh, that's what the result is. Uh, 46% and 46% at stages two and three surprises me it's nice to see many of you are at stage three that's a very cool thing to see actually uh but that's where your uh cohort is during this webinar or your peers are during this webinar so moving on here's some requisites these are these are key elements of making the turn so these are the things you must put together based on my experience having backed traders for a while um, this is what you need to put together to be able to get to a, a stage of consistency, do the work. You need to study whatever your product is, study your method, test it, write your strategy, document your performance, and be accountable. Very important. We encapsulate that within Convergent Trading as the Trade Right Program. For members, go go to ct.pro forward slash tr program, and that'll put you through all those videos and everything else Uh, it's included in your membership. We need to get to a point, in order to make the turn, we need to get to a point where we trust our strategy and outcomes and we base this on a large set of traits. So just because you did great today doesn't mean a thing. You're only as good as your last trade on the short term. It's really your ability to consistently execute uh, on a large data set, that's what really matters. You know, having done ten trades and won and doubled your account isn't going to get you a prop job. That doesn't matter. That's that falls into the realm of randomness. So, in order to get to a large data set of trades, um, you have to trust yourself. You have to trust your risk. You have to trust the plan. And the bigger the data set, the more the closer and closer it gets to your true edge, which is what we're we're looking to, what we're working to discover. Remaining aware of your emotions, of our emotions, and protecting our confidence. Very, very important. Just knowing that emotions are energy uh, within our body and they drive action, right? They force uh, emotions kind of propel us to do things. Uh, and so those of those of us who are emotionally aware uh we are able to stay inside the boundaries we'll talk about that in a minute market understanding know the market regime and how it fits in your plan the market is constantly changing constantly adapting and the market regime doesn't necessarily uh favor your plan all the time right so you need different tools for different market regimes maintaining risk parameters and sticking to them really important risk control we, the, the most important thing that uh, we have to contend with on a day-to-day basis is to survive. We want to survive and be here tomorrow. Uh, without that, game over, right? Create a routine and process that works for you and stick to it. Really important. Everything, you're going to hear me talk again and again and again about things being process-based effective intuitive execution, having a process routine that is continually followed. If you're doing things differently every time, it's going to be very hard for you to troubleshoot, to grow. Um, The market is different every day, but how you approach it and what you do. And for those of you who follow the Trader bite, you'll notice that, man, this guy's doing the same thing every single day. And that's how it has to be. That's how it's been for me um for a long time for 21 years almost to trading took me about a couple of years to figure that out but um a a consistent routine um movement of actions to intuition this is moving stage uh three to stage four of competence so move your actions whatever you're going to do to execute move that to intuition this is our goal we don't want to trade our trading plan can't be intuitive Okay, so let's make a very clear distinction here. Uh, How we trade can't be intuitive. Uh, Trading from the gut, I know some people kind of swear by it, is not the way to trade. It really isn't. It's very hard to control. It's very hard to be consistent when our execution is intuitive. But our actions should be intuitive, meaning we don't think anymore about what we need to do when we see the pieces come together that, that, um are part of our plan i see i see certain things happen and i do and there's no question there's no thinking there's no waiting there's no confirmation i see it i do it i see it i do it okay very hard to get to this stage again it requires a process and routine that is continually followed right um get out of your our own way this is what the re- end result we, we want. It's not about us. It's not about our needs. It's not about how things are going. It's not about our, you know, are we going to make it? Are we not? It doesn't matter. None of that matters. That's just noise being introduced by our ego into the equation. It doesn't play into what's happening. And so what we want to do is just become as consistent with execution as possible while maintaining, um, maintaining a methodical approach to analyzing the market, forming a bias uh, but execution has to be um, almost kind of like a, a soldier uh, firing a weapon. There's no thinking at that point. The emotional state maintaining calm during trading, equanimity is I is the ideal state. Equanimity is the ideal state. Equanimity means, mental calmness, calmness, composure, evenness of temper in difficult situations. This is the perfect word for the state of mind that we're after when we're trading. This is what helps us make the turn. Doing the work but not seeing financial results, frustration ensues, feels like this is pointless, periods of self-doubt, doubt about the possibility, hostility towards the market and those in it, renewed zeal and drive to overcome how we feel so you know not seeing results can can have us go through this whole whirlwind of reactions you know it's just hey yeah this this is a joke nobody makes money it's impossible i did everything that that i'm supposed to do did you though do you know what you're supposed to do um but Really what we want is a renewed zeal and drive to overcome how we feel. This is the part of the equation that involves grit, right? I I know that I can do this. I know that I'm not doing 100% of what I need to do. And therefore I'm gonna dust myself off and stand up again and do this again. The more time we waste not doing what we're supposed to do, the harder it becomes. It is key to have other outlets and sources of energy Uh, Once the trade is done, go do something else. So you're doing your homework, go work out, go spend time with your kids or family or doing whatever you like to do. The mythical turn. So we're going to pivot here real quick. My 15 minutes are up. Uh, The mythical turn that comes overnight. uh, A lot of times people say, oh, yeah, I just, you know, boom, it just happened. It just absolutely happened for me. I suddenly saw the light and I couldn't do any wrong in the market and everything was perfect. This is really untrue. It could happen, but it's not realistic. The idea that I can buy a system or an indicator and all things will click for me, highly, highly doubtful. So let's manage our expectations and know that it's an, it, an iterative process, iterative. So you, you do something, you track it, you see the results, you improve on it, catch your errors, you do it again, you learn something else is a problem, you deal with that, and back and forth. You know, this cycle back and back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. But let's manage our expectations. This is my my personal experience. This is how the turn looks. This is how it's looked for a whole bunch of traders that I've backed financially. Takes, it took, in our pressure cooker environment still, um, it took a long time for traders to make the turn, usually somewhere between six and nine months. And that's on a highly focused environment. I would expect uh, two to three years for an independent trader who's not in any kind of a structure, doesn't have accountability, doesn't have good tracking systems and things like that. It could take a while. And then somebody who's insisting on remaining on simulators and constantly tweaking and changing their plan, it could, it could take 10 years. I mean, I know people who've been struggling and simming on TradeStation for 12 years. I don't think that's going to help anymore. But this is the mythical turn that comes overnight. It doesn't. It does not. Generally, the dotted line is a, is a hypothetical starting capital. Uh, again, always perform past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results, but you know, we stage one of competence. You come in, you know, your buddy's killing it on Bitcoin or Doge or whatever, ETH, and they made a bunch of money. They followed somebody on Reddit and, and then come the hits, right? Boom, 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 boom. And you end up in this, in this down, downflow. And this is, this is where um this is where a lot of focus goes, right this this part here. It's just like no matter what you do, it's just continuously falling, and then you get some stability, you get some stability, and it seems like, oh wow, i kind of figured things out. I changed my charts around and more, and oh okay, I see what I did wrong now i'm better i'm an I'm a better trader, I'm more of an expert. And so I'm seeing results and more. And this has to do, a lot of this has to do with behavioral change, adjustment of our beliefs, our expectations, our process, uh, more so than the market itself. The market, of course, has an impact on this. If you're trading a product that doesn't move, well, that's tough. It's tough to make money in it. Then you get this kind of humble, slow process and then it flattens out at this point. This is the point where you know, my experience with brokerage um, and, and just looking into people's accounts and seeing the emails and stuff like that, people who wanna give up or close their account, this is where they're at. They've gained much of the experience, they've gained much of the knowledge, but it's just exhausting at this point, Be- again, because it just takes a lot out of you, right? And then we start to see some improvement. Hey, I'm I'm seeing this. I'm back. I'm back to break even. And again, we experience another drop. Generally, so you get a drop at the beginning, a drop at the in the middle. And what happens here is people start being uh, start rem- being reminded of the trauma that existed here. And this is another area where traders like, ah, forget it; it's not going to work for me. But shortly thereafter, this pain, the suffering of of not being able to maintain a straight up 45 degree equity curve, is th- this is very close to uh, where where we would be before things start turning. It takes a lot, an awful lot, uh, to get to the point where we are really clear about what we're doing, and we're doing it consistently, and there's not an argument or discussion within us um, about what needs to happen next. So moving on, what does it take to make the turn? Uh, A lot. Knowledge, a lot of work, a lot of repetition, resilience, grit, emotional awareness, movement to intuition, ability to remain humble. Maintaining focus on goals and progress. So a lot of that requires accountability, good journaling, good error tracking, uh, and, and trapping errors. Uh, this is what it takes. There's a whole lot that occurs underneath the surface. I know many of you have seen this iceberg example. You see the tip, you see what's outwardly there, but there's a whole lot underneath that we were, were unaware of, okay? Let's jump into questions. I used up about 20 minutes. Um, Do we have any questions, Landau?
1: We do not in the chat, but let's go into uh, the comments from the public page. Um, The First one is FT. Can you comment on what would help someone that has seen the opportunity the market offers, knows that, albeit small percentage, there are people who consistently profit from the markets, yet due to his own losses and failure for years, can't translate that belief for themselves. And constantly deals with fear and doubt that he can achieve the success that he sees possible in the market. How can a person get over this giant heavy rock that they feel is crushing them constantly?
0: so it's a great question, and it kind of uh, ties in with what I said that it just takes a lot out of us the knowing that this can be done um is is what keeps us kind of engaged, but the issue here is that you know excessive losses and failure for years. That statement right there. Um, this is this is the problem. This is this is what causes the most pain. The, the those people out there seeking $500 margins on the ES or Nasdaq. Looking for the lowest margin, lowest commission. Looking for um, people who are trading bigger when they're down, which is the opposite of what should be done. Uh, people who are jumping from one method to the next. Hey, I like this guy. Let me follow his method. I like this guy. I like this this lady. Let me follow her method. Oh, I I need to add this thing. Oh, I need to move to this piece of software. All of that introduces drag. It's, and there's nothing more um, damaging than coming in and absolutely destroying an account over one um, trend day down or sell-off day and you just keep buying it and buying it or a, a rally day and you keep selling it and selling it. And it all goes back to lack of planning, lack of routine, Uh, lack of uh, emotional awareness. So to answer this question, I'd have to push it back to you to say, what of these pieces that I covered here, what's missing? Where's the problem? And it could be many of these, could be all of these. And the issue with trading is that we make it easy. We make it easy to open an account. We make it easy to fund an account. We make it easy. We we tell people that you need to come to us or go over here because of lower margins. Well, margins are there for your protection. Higher margins reduce your leverage and are there for your protection. So why are you t- re- taking those off the table? Why are you reducing those? And so our priorities go to the wrong place. We want to follow somebody who's popular, an influencer. We want to follow, but is this person telling you what you need to do for your own, for your own psychological makeup or the way you see things? You know, an engineer doesn't think the same way as an artist. And so it has to fit your personality. And then you have to, you have to make it fit your budget and your account size and your risk tolerance, all of these pieces. And unfortunately, because we make it easy to get into the market, we have what are often quoted, although never proven, these extremely high failure rates. 80% of traders will, um, will fail. 90% of traders will fail. Well, gee, who are these traders and what do you define as failure? This is the problem okay? So what aren't you doing? The good news, although I'm throwing it back at you, the good news is this. The good news is you control that. If it was something outside of you, then I'd say, go learn another skill. Go do something else. But the fact is, as long as the problem is within us, to me, that's empowering. So take heart in the fact that you just need to do what you need to do. You need to come at this very very professionally. You need to trade right. Okay? What else?
1: Do you credit a particular lesson, moment, tool and or trading metric or strategy as the primary driver in becoming a successful trader?
0: Uh absolutely not. That's the exact um that's exactly what I was covering here that there's just no overnight it's truly a grind think of it much think of it much less like dropping a quarter into a machine and you get your candy bar it's not like that hey i got to spend money here and boom hit a button and it comes comes out and it's perfect and think of it more as seeding watering, caring for, and then later harvesting very slowly. Think of yourself as a farmer. The analogy would be a lot like farming. It's a process where you have to be diligent. You cannot forget to water the crop. You have to seed it at the right time. You have to uh, nurture the soil and feed it so it can feed your crop. And then later, in order to eat, you have to actually go out and cut the crop and store it properly so it doesn't rot uh, and care for it and and, and so on so it, bugs don't kill it. It's that, this is the process, right? So it takes a while, it takes uh, consistent coming in and this is why mental state's really important. Uh, meditation is important. Breaks away from trading are very important. Breaking streaks is very important. You came in yesterday. You, you were limit down on the day. You came in today, you're a limit down on the day. Don't trade tomorrow because nature supports streaks. It just does. Like a basketball player who's really hot, right? They're shooting three pointers and boom, they're landing. You know, they're hitting 95% of their shots. And now everybody wants to pass them the ball. That's that's a streak. It comes to an end at some point. Um And, and it, it, it's so you want to break these bad streaks you want to press uh good streaks um so there is no moment uh, or tool or anything it's just refining things because at the end of the day it has to fit you whatever i'm doing if you duplicated it click for click your results will be dramatically worse than mine as a
1: small retail equities trader i have two main obstacles one screening for the best opportunities for me which is swing trades mostly the tools available are limited two when i review trades i can see i missed a good profit exit and sometimes even let them slip into a loss not to blame tools but indicators that help to see reversals seem absent lacking or lagging is there a method to overcome my blind spots
0: yeah it sounds like you're relying on a tool I would say that's good. That tool is is a good thing for your arsenal, probably. It's giving you some information. But please make sure you understand the market. Please make sure you understand the product you're trading. Please make sure you understand why, when you bought it, other people want to buy it at higher prices than you, so you can profit. Just understand the full process understand why you're doing things. Understand why the, 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 the market's moving up or down or what it's trying to test. What has it done? What is it trying to do? The market has a purpose. It's not there to take your money and run your stops. Believe me, it's not. Nobody's interested in your stops. Nobody's interested in my stops. Even if I have a 50 lot on, it does not care about a 50 lot. It cares about very large, billions of dollars of notional value. My 50 lot doesn't mean anything. So don't look at the market as an adversary. Just look at the market as a force of nature. The market is a force of nature. It is our job to align my, ourselves with that force of nature, not to um, oppose it, um, try to force it, try to make it do what we want. Like, it's like, it's like trying to control a tornado, how a tornado's path is going to be. No, it's, it does its thing. Uh, just stay out of its way and, and put, put, um, uh, put devices in place to protect your assets. And that's it. Risk control. So uh, the blind spots are probably a kind of a stage two of competence issue where you might want to learn about how the market auctions or how your products? It sounds like you're, you said you're in equities. Why are you trading those sectors? Uh, what's driving your stock? Uh, what's driving that sector? You know, th- there's, this is why I don't trade stocks. There's just way too much to take into account. Whereas a future contract, everybody's looking at the same thing, and it's me against another participant. Uh, the CFO doesn't matter. The CEO doesn't matter. The sector doesn't matter. It's one, you know, place. For all of us to trade in one spot, what else do we have?
1: What methods should a trader use to modify their trade evaluation process if they are a break even trader, and how do you determine if it is you that needs to change or your process
0: Wow, that's a good question so You're asking what method you should use to go from break-even to a profitable trader. Is that the sum of it? I believe that's the question, yes. So there are four things you have to get right to be profitable. Okay, so I can't answer your question in the detail that I would like to because I don't know what your method is in order for you to be be break-even. The four things are, and I'm gonna not consider time. Time's really the fifth thing, but time is just there. Time is constant. The four things are, you have to get your bias right, long or short. You have to get your entry right. Am I entering here? Am I gonna take price risk or information risk? Am I gonna wait for information and therefore get a worse price? That's price risk. Or am I gonna take this price And then wait for the market to kind of turn or confirm. And therefore, you're taking information risk. You're you're throwing away more information for better prices so that it's a better stop out for you. The next thing you need to, to get right, so you have your bias, long or short, or even not doing anything. That's a bias. Second, your entry. Third, your stop. Because I can be right getting long. I can be right with my entry, but if my stop is too tight for the product that I'm trading, then that's going to take me out of the trade for a loss instead of a winner. And then the next thing you need to get right is your target. The distance to your target is important. Is it balanced with your stop? Is it attainable in in your bias? Is it attainable with your entry? So I have an entry. Is that entry balanced with my stop? I need at least a 1.25R or better, you know, potentially 1.5R in order to be to have a sustainable trading plan. I'm gonna do very poorly if I have a 0.7R or 0.5R. In other words, I I make half of what I lose. That's a tough gig. Okay. So those are the four things: bias, entry, stop distance, and target distance. And of course, timing is just important to everything. And any tweak of any of these components can make a huge difference. So I've done this in the past where I've taken somebody who's kind of break even, consistently break even and and looked at their ability to get a scale out uh, versus the percent full stop. And all we had to do is adjust the first scale out uh, distance to bring their r factor a little bit higher which put them o- over break even over a large data set right and so there's a lot that can be adjusted there it's hard for me to see say which parameter needs adjustment it's it's a complex thing okay
1: how much longer did it take to become profitable once you felt that further technical analysis would not greatly benefit you
0: Ah, awesome question. So, uh when in doubt, learn more. This is our education system. Right? I have an issue, I just need to google it. Or I need to go to the library or I need to get another book. This is how we're educated. More information equals better. Unfortunately, in trading, this isn't the case. There is a point where very quickly um, learning has a diminishing return. It's doing, it moves from, we go from the learning stage to the doing stage very quickly. We need to get there very quickly. And this is one of the issues I've come across in the last 12 years that I've been out in the public and seeing what online traders are doing independently versus what we were doing in my prop shop. And with with our with the with my prop shop, there was a lot of emphasis on learning, right? We want to want you to understand what a futures contract is. We want you to understand the nuances of it. We want you to understand the underlying sectors of it or the underlying product. We want you to understand how the auction works. We want you to understand how to use your charts, how to use your trading platform, and so on and so forth. And then it stops. That is maybe six weeks, um, six weeks or so, or two months of education. That's the end of that. If someone decides, if I see that someone's deciding to buy mind over markets, then they get the disciplined trader, then they get trading in the zone, and then they get the enhanced trader and then they go and get the Sniper Trader, the Darvas, you know, boxes, the candlestick book by Nison. And I, I noticed that this person is just reading books. That's a person that's probably not gonna make it. I'm gonna be very blunt with you. That's a person that's not going to make it most likely. The person who's gonna make it is going to be the, the more of the executive type. Here's the information I need. I don't need much more information than this. I don't need another book, I need to just do. And that's where the true education happens. It's in the execution. This is why you don't wanna be on a simulator for very long. You wanna be live. This is why I've pushed for micro contracts since 2012. They finally got released in 2019, but um, better late than never. Um, you wanna go to live because it brings in elements that are very difficult to account for in a simulator and it 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 really enhances the education uh, because now it's real money. There's real money on the line. And so you wanna move into, if you wanna move quickly through stage two, which is my guess is, and my experience is, that's where the bulk of those who are listening are at. They're either at the lower stage Uh, stage two or upper stage two and sometimes floating into stage three it just seems like they they just see it they can't do wrong and then they fall into stage two and back and forth this is a natural thing the biggest thing you can do there is be very very deliberate about executing you know doing following your routine executing tracking recording so journaling saying what the heck is going on and then setting goals for the next day. Here's here's what I need to, I really, I'm still screwing up my trades by micromanaging or I'm still getting into early or whatever it is. Tomorrow, my entire focus is going to be on putting the trade on and just keeping my hand off the mouse. Let's see how that worked out. Come back, journal what happened there. Okay, what's the next step? This is the doing that, that uh, teaches. So it's not about, how much technical information do i need because at the end of the day i just need to understand the basics what is a futures contract what drives the market so what's the what is the auction process you everybody needs to know what that is uh what is the volume doing i use volume profiling for that what's the volume doing at every price and then move into what do i need for a risk plan what do i need for a trading plan and what do i need for an execution plan and then my goal is to track my performance and just rinse and repeat. And my goal is not to stake 20, 30, 40, 50% of my account on one trade because I would then sabotage my ability to do, to practice because I've just given away too much on one trade and I'm not able to continue to take more risk and more uh, opportunities to work out my plan. You know how, how many of you here, let me ask you, How many of you here have heard that the 10,000 hour thing? You need 10,000 hours to be an expert, a true expert in your craft. This is uh, something that uh, Gladwell, Malcolm Gladwell, uh, popularized. It is completely wrong because the research he based it on uh, was misrepresented and the guy who The guy who did that research, I think Anders is his name, came out and said, no, that's not what we said. But I can tell you in trading, it's not the number of hours. People are sitting in front of their screens for 16 hours a day. It doesn't help. It's really about the number of trades. The number of samples and executions is very, very important. This is not to entice you to trade futures, but it's It's what's required. Like I can read about playing soccer for days and I can play FIFA 2021 on my PlayStation for months. But until I go out there and kick a ball around and then go out there and practice with a team and then go out there and play a game and then go out there and be in a championship or playing two games a day, I'm really not learning. So once I learn the technical parts of soccer, like I can't do this with the ball, the ball has to fully cross the line to be out, I can't slide tackle someone's ankle, I can't touch the ball with my hands, like that you can work out through a book, you can work out through PlayStation, but in order to work out the skills, you have to be out in the field. There's no such thing as talent. I've never recruited a trader because I believe they're talented. There's no such thing. Talent is a hoax, and so is the 10,000 hours thing. Okay.
1: There's a few traders asking about how to eliminate FOMO and impulsive trades
0: or to stop their overtrading. Okay, great. This is a common issue. Um, We are out in a forest somewhere where we have our rifles, or let's be, let's be, more fair to the animal we have our crossbows (laughs) and we are out hunting and it's it's required because the area is getting overgrown or whatever and it's hunting season i don't i don't really care about what we're hunting and you're in a group of you're in a group of people and you're one of the hunters so you've got a lot of arrows you've got your crossbow and then you're the person that's out there, every time there's a rustle or a twig snapping in the trees, you pull out your boat, poof, you let, go of a, you let go of an arrow. And then you hear another rustle, poof, let go of an arrow. And then there's a move, poof, you let go of an arrow. Somebody says something, you let go of an arrow. That's basically what overtrading is very quickly, you're going to find people kicking you off that excursion. Somebody's going to send you down the trail and tell you to go home and to never come back. Trading is a lot more like hunting. There's a lot of waiting, a lot of waiting, a whole lot of waiting. It's a tough skill and things just look right. The, the, the animal starts appearing because you're quiet and you're calm and you're ready and it just appears and even when it appears that you don't shoot it shoot at it right away, you have to have it positioned in the right configuration hitting an animal that's walking towards you is a lot harder than broad you know broadside this having the full side of the animal right and it's a calculated it's a calculated thing you need to look at if i pull the trigger now where's my target what obstacles are in the way and therefore where's my stop and if my stop is here is that stop inside of the noise within this product and all this all these calculations are happening happening very quickly you know i'm going to get long 4104 in the S&P my stop is 4099 wow that's 5 points okay if i'm taking 5 points of risk do i have 10 points of room the upside well today's high is 41.1375 and i'm going for that high believe the mark okay 41.14 so i'm taking 10 points of of return for five points of risk done okay let's wait to see what happens at 4104 the market comes back it crawls back it crawls back it crawls back it's within range of your arrow now with within range of your crossbow and now you're looking for it to start failing to push below 4104, and as soon as it starts lifting, boom, you hit it. So how is it possible to have FOMO or overtrading in that situation? So the the summary of that is the reason FOMO exists and overtrading exists because there's a lack of a plan. There's just a lack of understanding of what truly what the market is about. Uh, and what you're looking for. so when you' are when you're that person who's going out for a hunt for the first time and you're shooting at every noise, a little squirrel moves and you shoot at it, little rustle in the leaves, you shoot at it. It's just that you haven't defined what it is you're hunting. You haven't defined your approach, the risks. Um, and so anything and everything excites us, especially if it's a thinner product. like, the NASDAQ, um, Russell, crude, Arbob, gas, uh, that sort of stuff. Move to a thicker product, create a plan, wait for the market to come to you and trade it. But when I say wait for the market to come to you, define where you're trading and just wait to see what happens when you're there. If you miss the trade, it's okay. It's better not to be in a trade than to get in on a trade and have a losing one. It is, despite what others will tell you, it is. Because there's always another opportunity. There isn't if all of a sudden you have a series of 12 trades limit down. That's not gonna keep you in the game very long. Anything else? We have about 12 minutes. Someone's asking, did you have a
1: mentor or an educator? And if so, how did you know that you could trust your mentor And how did you know when you didn't need your mentor anymore?
0: Okay, so I'm going to burst your bubble here a little bit because the whole premise behind this webinar is transparency. I don't believe a mentor is useful. I really don't. I had this conversation with someone else today uh, out of synchronicity, I guess. Um, How did I learn? (laughs) T- <laughs> the biggest advantage I had is a community, period. This is why we started Convergent. Now, I'm not doing that to plug or market to you, but it's different still. Because when I started trading, I traded in an office with professional traders. I was in Florida, I just quit my construction job. I joined this group of traders that had Ferraris and Lamborghinis sitting outside. The, the town was called Vero Beach, still there. And I joined an equity scalping group, So's Bandits, trading through Hold Brothers. And when I walked into that office, people were making and losing 18, 20, $25,000 a day on active days. And they're... The person who brought me into trading had a $250,000 day trading equities, huge volume, right? Trading Microsoft and others. And, but did that person sit me down and say, here's what this column does on your trading platform. Here's what a bid is. Here's what an offer is. None of that happened. Nobody, nobody walked me through. The only advantage I had was that I could see that other people were making money. Again, past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results, always. We just don't know what's gonna happen next. But I didn't have a mentor. I didn't have somebody who's gonna go through my trades. I simply put up money, my own money, $45,000 to have buying power as as a trader, as an equities trader. And all I knew is this. Other people were making money, that they're doing this daily. That's it, period. And the rest of it was just me reading The Disciplined Trader, reading um, a couple books on chart patterns, and but none of that mattered. What really mattered for me is understanding the randomness in the market and understanding how price moved. That's what made a difference for me and that's in front of us all day every day. It's what I've talked about for years now. So, I didn't need a mentor. I didn't I I tra- I created a spreadsheet to track my performance. That spreadsheet got enhanced over time. Uh, I used spreadsheets for much more complex tasks. I would enhance that spreadsheet and that per- spreadsheet became my trade analyzer and and then eventually tied the spreadsheet through um, DDE links to uh, to my trading platform and so it developed right and so this is what allowed me to then track my performance and then I could see how damaging it is for me to ignore risk and to just fight the market it didn't take long uh, and I did this while trying to support uh, an, a new you know a new wife and and a new child a newborn and um, and with no other source of income, and so I'm living off of savings, and that's that's what I was doing. I didn't need a mentor. Here's the problem with mentors. Mentors may have the best intent. Uh, mentors may tell you what they believe is the right thing for you to do. Mentors may have exercises and whatnot, unless it's some sort of a clinical psychologist or a performance coach, or somebody of that caliber, a mentor is charging you for time, and there's a direct conflict of interest, as far as I'm concerned, because you're probably paying them per month or per hour, uh, and they have no no skin in the game. It's a whole different ballgame when you're in prop, classic prop, not new age prop like we see today, um, where... It is in my best interest to get you to do what's required. And it's in my best interest to hold you accountable. And yes, you will get fired if you don't make the turn or don't follow uh, the process. And the process does not involve me telling you how to trade. That's not my business to tell you how to trade. Everybody has to do it individually, but I'll give you the foundation and I'll give you a method and you can watch. Uh, But overall, it's up to you to determine how do you want to approach the market? You know, I can look at a chart in many, many different ways and I can see tons of opportunities. There's, you can see tons of opportunities to get long or short in different time frames. So I'm going to help you define your risk, define your targets, define your goals, your weekly goals. I'm going to help you Understand how the market rotates, how to determine risk, uh, support, resistance, and the mindset you need to have. You know, everybody had to learn to meditate. And I have a direct interest in your bottom line because that's how I'm going to get paid. And I just put up $25,000 to back you. So it's a different ball of wax than somebody who's like, oh, yeah, well, this week you're going to focus on this. And then you come back and you say, well, I focused on that and I'm having a hard time and the results were this. Oh, well, this week you're gonna focus on this. I don't feel like there's a lot there in terms of motivation to get you over the line. And I may be completely wrong uh, speaking this way of mentors, but I don't feel like mentoring is the thing. Accountability is what you need. Accountability is what everybody needs. Be accountable to yourself. Better yet, be accountable to others. Have someone there who's got the authority to pull the plug, to tell you you're not trading tomorrow because you breached your risk parameters today. That's what makes a difference, honestly. And it's the same for every every other thing. You want to be a professional basketball player? It's not going to happen at your local neighborhood court playing you know playing pickup games. It's not you're going to get to assert the skill set, but that's it. But if you join a team and you're not following the plays you're not following what the coach is saying you're not showing up on time you're not doing the work you're not staying behind and taking 800 shots or warming up with 800 shots an hour before the team the rest of the team comes in for practice like kobe bryant used to do then you're not going to make it and the consequences you're going to get cut or you're not a starter or you just become a spare player that only plays when somebody's injured so you're not going to get paid you're not going to succeed. Accountability is missing. So when we say 90% of traders fail, and I did not create that statistic. I think it's a BS statistic. Who are these traders? How are they approaching the market? What is failure? Is closing an account failure? So that's what making the turn is about. It's about doing understanding, Here's here are the pieces I need and here's what I need to do, and I need to do this like my life depends on it. That's the accountability piece. What else do we have? Probably one last question.
1: Yeah, there's uh, one last one we can hit is, in your prop experience, were traders all present of each other's performance and p and um, i.e. accountable to each other, or were they just accountable to their risk manager?
0: They were accountable to me But I gotta tell you that knowing how others were doing and I made sure that it was known was a huge thing. So I'll give you an example of this. I moved to Chicago. I stopped trading equities after 9-11. I moved to Chicago to trade futures. I joined a, a trading firm in the Board of Trade. And I'm sitting here banging away on the $5 mini Dow, And I'm having a hard time just getting 20 bucks out of the market after having traded equities. It's just really hard. And I'm banging away. And all of a sudden, you know, I start to see, you know, some decent days, $200 here, $300 there, mostly luck, mostly randomness. But you want to know what made me? really take this thing seriously and showed me that I'm just horrible at it. I found out that somebody who started the same time I did traded the non-farm payrolls one morning uh, in the DAX, in the German DAX, and made $25,000 net. And they started the same time I did. And until that point, I didn't know how everybody else was doing. I just believe that I just need to go at my own pace. What do you think I did next? Any guesses? How is that motivational to know how someone else did? Come on, somebody's got something. No? Okay. I started finding out how everybody else did. I started to see that my story in my own head about why things don't work out and why I'm not making money is absolute crap. It's absolute crap. It told me that others are doing it and therefore the problem is me. And so I switched products. I couldn't go to the DAX. It was just too fast, too heavy. I switched to the Euro stocks, basically trades like the S&P 500, but for European products, your stock's 50. And I started to really focus on, um, started to really focus on just putting up green. That's it, there's no excuse. And I started to ask around how others are doing. I was very blunt, hey, how'd you do today? What'd you think of today's action? And I started to find out that more and more people were making money. Again, past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results, but these people that I started with were, already making money. And I was not. So I was performing very poorly because I could sit here and justify why I wasn't doing so well. I was giving myself too much time. And that really make a, made a difference for me. And then within, I remember it was like three weeks, I had my first thousand euro day, a hundred ticks on the euro stocks. And it was a big deal. And I just knew that I knew that I didn't have consistency and I knew that the next day I might blow up because every time I made a new high, I'd blow up the next day. I'd go limit down. But what I did was I just kept the wins to myself, but kept checking my performance. So it it became about doing better than other people because I knew that it can be done. It's no longer about the market. It's about what I can do versus what's available. So it was very important for me to find out how people are doing. So when I started my prop shop in late 2003, I decided that it would be obvious how everyone's doing. You know, at the end of the session, good job, XYZ. Great day, good control, best day. And you know what you notice? On the same day, it was very often that one person would have their worst day or B limit down. And at the same time, another person would have their all time high. And it's like trading the same product. So trading time frame became a really important piece. And uh, just the, the condition of the trader became a really important piece. You went out last night, you were out late, playing poker, getting drunk. The next day it shows up in your numbers, period. And so that made a huge difference for me. So back to the question in performance. Yes, knowing other people's performance is a motivation. And it also takes it creates accountability to oneself. So if you had a leaderboard you could look at at the end of the day, imagine you're trading the Russell, the micro Russell, let's say. And everybody's on the same leaderboard. And you see that one person made $600 in the micro Russell and you got by with 30 bucks, I don't know about you, but I'm going to be looking very closely at what I did that day and what the heck they're doing different that allows them to put up that kind of performance. And so it it throws, it, it drives away this thing where we show up and we kind of wing it and we don't do very much. Uh, we don't give it an effort. And then Uh, hope for the best and we can justify our lack of performance over time and we can be on a simulator forever. All of that goes away when you see that other people are pulling it off. I'm going to leave you with that thought. Good luck and hopefully answered uh, most of your questions and hopefully you walked away with something new today to motivate you to do better. Good luck. Thanks uh, Landell, for uh, moderating.